Okay, welcome back to episode two. Uh, took us a little bit longer than we thought to get a second episode out here, but I think we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff has happened, so we can dive on in, I guess. So our last episode was the week before the Super Bowl. Ooh, we're sliding. And we had <laughs> thought maybe we'd get a um, episode out before that, but life got away from us. And so winners of the Super Bowl, Kansas City. Kansas City, yep. I, uh, as a Patriots fan, you know, it's tough to see, but good for them, I guess. <laughs> it so was meant to be. They are the, the Patriots were the last team to win two Super Bowls in a row, and that was in 2009? No, so that was in uh, 03-04. That was way off. Yeah, that was a long time ago. We were, we were little sprouts. Um, they won in 01-03-04. And then didn't win again until um, 2012, 2014, 2014. Um, and then they won 2014, 2016, 2018. Those were the six. Um, also, I hope that this podcast, it's meant to just like conversations that me and Jake always have just to be like lighthearted, but also for like all the women who are going to listen to this <laughs> to learn a little bit about sports and it helps you, like, have conversations with the men in your life in, like, a career setting, like, professional setting, in, like, family, like... Let's just say this. I've earned, Christy, a lot of street cred at your office with the surgeons. Yeah, but sometimes they look at me and they're like, you have no idea what you're talking No, about. but I, I feel like I give you, like, yeah, the base helps. level. It's I give you the, the base level knowledge. You can sound, you can know, you can participate. You yeah, don't I have can to participate. Be a, yeah. Um, you have given me, like... Sports credit. Honestly, like, I started <laughs> listening to the podcast The Toast, like, six months ago. Yeah. Just because... Well, they're amazing. But because I didn't know, like, who or what was going on in pop culture. And I feel like it has helped me, like, tremendously. You were very detached. I was so detached. <laughs> like, I feel like it has helped me tremendously to be able to, like, just, like, hold conversations with people and be, like... About, like, current events. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that, like, J-Lo's latest <laughs> Apple TV or Amazon Prime video... Well, I also think, like, uh, this year it was just, like, with the whole Kelsey and Swift thing, like, it was just, like, the perfect synergy of, like, sports and, like, women's pop culture. It just, like, it was just, it just kind of happened. Yeah, I don't know that we're, it's ever going to be this synergistic again. Like, I don't think if that whole dynamic was a thing, I don't know if you would have been as, like, interested as you would have been otherwise. You know what I mean? No, it's really true, but I was listening to something that, like, it has brought together, like, us. We I was more interested in football this year. Yeah. Like, husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, fathers, <laughs> and... And yeah. daughters, and like my grandpa was talking to me about football <laughs> more. Like he was even into social. I do feel like it brought together like a lot of people. Let's just say this: if it was a PR move, unreal move. No, it was not a PR. Move. <laughs> I'm just saying if if it was great move. Agreed. But they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so the whole storyline, outside of you know back to back first time since the Patriots in '03 and '04 was first overtime postseason game with the new postseason overtime rules. And that was, I guess, the big controversy around. Apparently the 49ers had no idea what the rules were um, and chose to receive the ball first, thinking that they couldn't get the advantage that way. 
Um, if that's the case and they didn't know the rules, big blunder by their coaching staff. Um, but, you know. I don't understand how you go into a Super Bowl game. Like, the amount of prep that goes into, like, a pregame and a plan and a scouting yeah. report and, like, all the things to go into a Super Bowl game and not know the rules. I just, like, don't think that's what happened. Yeah. If I mean, if it if they did know the rules, then they just did not, like, strategize properly. If they didn't know properly. the rules, then someone should be fired. Someone was fired. They fired their defensive coordinator, like, a couple of days after the game. And I don't think he deserved to be fired. It wasn't his fault, but... Defensive coordinator? Wouldn't it be the offensive coordinator that should have gotten fired? Well, it was the defensive coordinator that they let up those last points, I guess. Like, if you, if you think about it that way, but I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like they, like, let up a million points that game. Like, it was a relatively low-scoring game. Um, but they fired him, like, pretty quickly. And he, they, they had one of the best defenses all year. Like, it's pretty he'll – be, he'll be picked up for sure. Yeah, that's just a bummer. But he yeah. gets out of Kansas City, so. I feel like he was the scapegoat. Like, they just fired him, blamed it on him, and – I guess someone has to get blamed in those situations. Someone has to get fired, yeah. Um, okay, anything else? Did you like the Usher halftime show? Like, I wasn't... It didn't do it for me, honestly. Like, I, I, I didn't want... I didn't do it for me. I feel like we were, um, <clears throat> we were just young enough to not quite appreciate it maybe i don't know no, like, i mean i knew all the songs yeah like but, i it was they were all hits like alicia keys was amazing like i know but i'm saying like we were in like middle school when those were hits those were like my first songs on my ipod i know but if we were in like high school or college when those were hits i feel like that's different yeah you know like just like the rollerblading like yeah, i don't know that was kind of like, weird didn't do it for me um yeah it was good though I, I, i've seen worse so the best part of the Super Bowl for me was seeing Taylor Swift in Vegas at SX Club at the Wynn partying, and that's where I was about a year ago uh, for my bachelorette party, like right there, like similar table situation. So what I'm really trying to say, and I've already said this multiple times to people in my life, I'm as cool as Taylor Swift. <laughs> Well, if we're, if we're talking segues, I think that's a good segue into the other events that happened Super Bowl weekend. Christie's Bachelorette, you know, the, the, the I guess, uh, analogy there with Taylor Swift at SX in Vegas. The Waste Management Open, where I had my bachelor party last year. That tournament was the same, uh, same weekend as the Super Bowl. Wild tournament this year. Wild tournament. <clears throat> Do you think, like, that people are just getting, like, more and more out of control each year at that event? And, like, one day they're just going to have to be like, we can't have this anymore? Well, I, I think the thing is it's, like, become more and more, like, a viral. Like, it's, like, it's like less and less about the golf every year. It's, like, TikTok. Yeah. Like, I will say when I was there, I was shocked at, like, how much of a party it is. It's, like, not – you go there and it's, like – Literally just a music festival. Like, it's not a golf tournament. It's insane. Um, like, people, like, dressed in, like, Wait, crazy so festival I, clothes. I like, asked... nobody's in golf clothes. <laughs> I think we gotta be better about not talking over each other, too. I'll be better. Well, that's how we talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just always talk over you is basically how we talk. <laughs> um, I didn't ask you who won it. Was it the guy whose logo was Waste Management? Okay, guy? so um, so to, to give a little recap, I don't, I don't maybe I don't know the exact ins and outs, but basically Charlie Hoffman, forget his exact age, he's like high forties, a little on the older side, been a golfer on the PGA Tour for like almost twenty years. 
couple wins. Never been like a great, great golfer, but he's always kind of in the mix. He's he's good. He's like like people know his name. Um, doesn't like mash the ball. Just kind of an old guy and plays really smoothly. Plays out of his mind the entire week. Goes off Saturday to like kind of put himself in the mix. Goes off in the fourth round, the final round, in the, the, the first nine. Puts himself up by like four shots, I think, at one point, which is like a lot. Um, this guy, Nick Taylor, Canadian golfer, same thing. I think he's won like once on the tour. Um, just makes an absolute charge at the end. Ends up tying him on the last hole to push to a playoff and beats him in a two-hole playoff uh, sudden death. And the old guy lost, which is honestly, like, it got to the point I was kind of rooting against the old guy. Why? Um, I I was rooting for Sahe Figala. I love him for some reason. He's, like, a, a younger up-and-comer. I think he, he got his first win on the tour last year, but he's, like, going to be one of the next guys that's, like, one of the top golfers for the next 10, 15 years. I really like him. He's just, I don't know, he's, like, a... He's a cool, cool guy. Hardworking. Hardworking. His dad's really funny. He's a character. He always has his, like, whole family with him at each tournament. Um, and he, like, a pre- he's, like, good with the fans. Um, so I was rooting for him. He kind of fell off towards the end. And when he was kind of out of contention, I was like, all right, we can root for the old guy now. And then he blew it. So um, it was a wild tournament, though. Went to the, went to the wire. Um, but that's a big one. That's, like... They, they call it, like, the – it's, like, kind of the, the first big tournament of the year. Like, that's, like, the true – like, the golf season starts in January, but the Waste Management Open, that's, like, the first big tournament of the year. That's, like, the start of golf season. And before the Waste Management Open weekend, the weekend before, talk about how the – Oh, yeah, Nick Dunlap, he's the – I think it was – Two or three weekends before he won as an amateur, first amateur winner. I forget when, but it was like it's been a while since an amateur has won a, a PGA Tour tournament. Which so, if an amateur, how does an amateur get invited into a PGA tournament? That's what I didn't. So you win a, uh, There's a so there's there's a lottery. No, there's oh. qualifying. There's qualifying events for I think every PGA tournament except invitationals. So I was going to get to the Genesis Open, which was last week, which is an invitational, which is different. But for like the waste management, for example, there were probably a couple amateurs there, a couple golfers that like wouldn't don't get in on ranking. Like they get in because they win a qualifying tournament. And those are your only ways in if you're not like a higher ranking player with like points on the PGA Tour. And... Nick Dunlap won, I forget which tournament, but won a qualifying tournament and was able to play in um, whatever tournament he won a and few weeks back. And he goes to college at Alabama. Went to, yep, and then left. Well, and he left because he won the tournament. And, was and if to you win. win a PGA tournament as an amateur, you are... I think you get, we'd have to, it might have to fact check us on this, folks, but um, I think you get like a three-year tour card um and basically that's like your ticket to to playing on the pga tour is your your tour card and he said yes obviously i think anyone would say yes in that situation it's like what you've been working for yeah so he took it but then the following weekend he played really bad played really bad missed the cut didn't make any money but it's fine (laughs) and he also missed the cut at the waste management and he missed the cut at the genesis so hate to see it 
Um, but he'll get there. But I'm rooting for him. Yeah, he's got time. I really time. want him to succeed. I mean, a lo- half the people miss the cut every week, so yeah, you know, you you gotta you gotta play well to to make money. He's good enough. He clearly showed that. Are you familiar with the cut system? Should we maybe explain that? I have no idea what you mean by the cut. I just like top 100. So every most tournaments there are some no cut events, but um, essentially there's a, a field that enters a golf tournament, right? Call it. 120, sometimes 100, something like that. A field is a fancy way of saying a bunch of players. Yep, whoever's playing in that tournament. Each each tournament, again, for the most part, has four rounds. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After Thursday and Friday, after the first two, you have a cut, and it's typically the top 50 in ties, and that's who makes the cut. If you make the cut, you make money that, that weekend. If you miss the cut, you make none. So, like, for players that aren't a Tiger Woods or, like, a Jordan Spieth or a Rory McIlroy who, like, make money anyways from their sponsorships and, and just being, you know, at the top of the game, like, it's important to make the cut. That's how you get paid. That's how you That's how you live. Um, so, if, like, the cut projected cut line is, like, minus one and you're at even going into the last hole, that's, like, extra pressure because you better birdie that hole. To, to get to the cut line and get into the weekend. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know why in my head I just thought, like, the winner was the only one who makes money. No, so, like, so they... And then you make your salary off your sponsors. They do, but, like, you can see, um, like, the waste management, for example, I think that had a total purse of, like, $20 million. And I think the winner makes, like, four or six, whatever it is, and then it's, like each place downward, it gets, like, less and less. And I think if, like, you make the cut and come in last, you'd make, like, a hundred grand or something like that, maybe a little bit less. What's the largest? I think the waste management might be the largest. I think there's, there's, so they did a new rule a couple of years ago. It's called, um, I forget the word they use, but there are 12 events now that um, players have to play in. It's, like, marquee events and those are all like the biggest ones um and they're all about the same they're all like 20 to 22 million total purse um we can we can look it up so this weekend we have the mexico open and that is 8.1 total then we have in a couple weeks the arnold palmer by mastercard that's a big one that's 20 million the players is a big one that's 25 that honestly might be the most and then the Masters. Yeah, how much is the Masters? It's probably 20. Yeah, Wells Fargo is 20. I think it's it's usually like around 20 for the big ones. Um, All right, so we've got the Mexico Open. Yeah, the next big tournament, like the Mexico Open is not a huge one. Then we got the... Cognizant. The Arnold Palmer is the next big one, March 7th. But um, last week was the Genesis Open, Genesis Invitational. And that's the Tiger Woods, like, that's his, like, home. Oh, and Tiger had taken off. He got taken of off. They came out what that he was, had influenza. Interesting. And the, the, uh, the memes or the rumors is that he ate a bad hot dog that was fed to him by Phil Mickelson, his longtime rival, who was doing the hot dog stand at the tournament, but I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true. I also think there's a, I don't know, there might be something else that was going down. Because he's always kind of hurt, got something going on. 
Yeah. He's overcome a lot. But yeah, he's been through a lot for sure. Physical and mental. Influenza. I mean, I was like pretty sick two weekends ago and I felt like I was crippled. But if I was about to win $20 million, you can get out there. Get my ass, I'd get out there. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, I, you better be out there. I want that money too. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was tough to see. Always, I, I feel like it's a universal fact. Like, golf is better when Tiger's out there, but couldn't couldn't keep it out there. And then the other interesting piece there, so he withdrew. Jordan Spieth got DQ'd. I haven't seen this in a while. Disqualified. He put in, I guess he reported, an incorrect score to the to the clubhouse after the second round. Or after the third round. Or second round, yeah. How do they know? Because I mean, someone else is keeping score too? Like yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are keeping score, like... I mean, every shot. Just like an honest mistake. Could have been. Could have been him trying to cheat. I don't know. I, I like him. Yeah, he's good. He's. It, it had to have been an honest mistake, but like that's an immediate disqualification. Yeah. Bummer. Which is kind of crazy. All right. Do you feel like you've talked your fill of golf? Do you have anything else to add? I think that's it about golf for now. I know I saw today actually that Charlie Woods, Tiger's son, is in some qualifying tournament this weekend. Um, he's going for his first PGA Tour event, which would be kind of crazy. So we'll see how he does there. But he's kind of getting to that point where he's almost like on the, the tour, like coming to that age. It's so, like um, LeBron's son coming to the NBA. Yeah. Is that the segue to basketball? <laughs> no, I don't think we need to talk about basketball yet. There's a lot of basketball news. Your basketball news is very biased to the Celtics. No, no, no. I have, I have good news. All right. Talk about it. Um, so last weekend was the All-Star weekend, which is fun. Uh, always one of my favorite weekends to watch, like, every year. I don't know what it is. Um, I guess even before that, too, we had the, the NBA trade deadline, which was, I think, either a week or two weeks before that, um, which is always exciting. Um, the, the NBA and NFL trade deadlines are awesome. MLB sucks, but the trade deadlines are fun. So did anything like notable happen? A lot of, a lot of movement. Um, so like the common, and again, I'm not biased towards the Celtics, but they're in first in the East by like a good amount. They have like a six game lead on the second place team, which is like pretty, pretty good. Every team... The Celtics made a couple moves too, but every team was like making moves to catch up with the Celtics, like trying to add pieces. Um, and it's like the team, it's it's team's last real chance to like beef up a roster before making the playoff push. Um, and like these next few weeks, the stretch towards the playoffs is like when you really get a good look at like, this is what they're going to have going into the, the final run. And as you've said, Every year since I've known you, this is the year. It's you stopped saying it because I think you felt like you were jinxing it, and you were like, I think you were consciously not saying it, but yeah. like now you're just like so giddy with excitement, you can't help it. You said it again the other day. I said it again the other day, and oh, it's it's hard not to say, which is really scary because they're like they're they're fucking good. Don't don't <laughs> say that word. Oh, sorry, sorry, folks. Profanity. Watch out, Bean. Um, they're freaking good. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's it would be. I was saying this to my to my manager at work, and he was saying the same thing. Like they better win this year, honestly. Like 
there's zero reason why they should lose. They're clearly the best team. They have every piece they could possibly need. Tatum needs it. I want Tatum to win so badly because I feel like he just doesn't have the respect he deserves. Yeah. So I'm he, a big Tatum fan. He was actually... so the. But, like, I don't like that you pointed out to me that he does talk back to the refs a lot. And I feel like he's paying for it because I feel like he doesn't get the calls he wants because of it. So every player does. Like, it's just, like, kind of how the league is. Like, everyone complains and, and, and wants fouls, just, like, how it, how it goes. And he does not get the respect from the refs that, like, most star players do. But ever since he's, like, been kind of speaking his mind and letting them know that, it's, it's only gotten worse. And then he gets more pissed. And it's like a... Yeah, I mean, the game we went to... He freaked out. He freaked out. And in front he of got, his son. <laughs> yeah, right in front of his son. And he got a technical and he got ejected. Yeah. And he, like, earned the technical. He got his money's worth on that one. He... I think what happened with that one, though, like, he, if anyone recalls this, or for any of the, the, the fans out there, this was against the Rockets um, early January. They were up by, like, 25, mid-third quarter, and he gets his first technical, and I think he, like, kind of looked around. He, he was like, all right, we're up 20, we're up 25. My teammates got this. I think he was like, I'm getting ejected right here, and I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah, because he clapped in the rest. Yeah, case. like he he was trying to get ejected there. So I don't know. I think that was like a one off, but he definitely lets them hear it a lot. But I I really like him, and Jalen Brown has been awesome lately too. He's been he's been a star. He's been he did the dunk contest. Jalen Brown second. with the fashion too. Like yeah. we should see Jalen Brown at the Met Gala. We very well could. He. I also watched a, um, he did a, like, a sneaker shopping with Complex, which is, like, a YouTube series with um, Joe LaPuma. They do it with, like, a lot of celebrities, but he kind of walked through, like, why he doesn't have a sneaker deal right now. He just, he was with Adidas for the past five years, and this is his first year independent, and he's, like... He wants to make his own line, you think? He he was basically saying he's, like, got something in the works, Um, but he... He's been, like, doing, like, he wears a lot of Pumas, he wears Nikes, he wears Jordans, he wears Adidas, he wears New Balance. Like, he's kind of just, like, all over the place. I could see him doing something crazy, like, having, like, a like a Louis Vuitton basketball sneaker or something, like, something weird like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, he's, like, very, like, he, he likes to do stuff differently. And he's got Juice, that brand, so, like, I feel like he could do something there. Um, yeah. He's definitely, like, into the fashion scene, though, for sure. His brand, Juice, had a pop-up in Boston. Jake has a... You have a cool crew neck crew neck, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool brand. Um, yeah. We saw him being driven away in a Subaru one night, and... That was we almost got hit. <laughs> almost got hit by jail. He was riding shotgun, though. I don't think he drives. Probably not. He was, uh... Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but that kind of brings it to the, the All-Star Weekend, too. Like, came in second in the dunk contest. He actually... Had a really good all-star game. Had, like, 35 points. Didn't win the MVP, but he put on a good show. Um, I feel like it's a weird point in the NBA right now where LeBron is, like, getting old. He's falling off. He kind of knows it. And it's at a point where, like, who's going to be the next face of the NBA? Like, who's going to be the next, like... Jason Tatum. So they... Steph Curry. Steph kind of has been like the co-face with LeBron 
but he's old. He's only got like five or so years left max. Kevin Durant, same thing, five years max. And like from the young guys, like Tatum's the only American, him and Anthony Edwards, I guess, but Anthony Edwards is still like younger, still has more to prove. Like I think if Jason Tatum wins, if the Celtics win this year, if he somehow wins MVP or even wins finals MVP, he'll be, like, the next LeBron. I don't know about LeBron, like, all-time leading scorer, but he'll be, like, the face of the NBA for the next 10 years. All right. So. I wish, I wish you the best of luck. There's a lot riding on this year for the Celtics, for sure. <laughs> and your sanity. And my mental health. Once it gets to playoff time, oh, boy. Can we talk about your flapping? Yeah, we can talk about my flapping. No, only if you're okay with it. We can cut it out. We can we can talk about it when it gets to it. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it when it's playoff season. Yeah, because you haven't taken flight yet with the flapping. No, couple couple flurries, but no, no flights. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's talk about the uh, three point contest with the with Steph Curry and. Oh yeah. Uh, that was cool. I, they'll definitely do it again next year. Like. I don't know if it'll be the same format, but they'll definitely do something like boys versus girls. Remind like, me of her name? Uh, Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, she's great. And then I think uh, with Caitlin Clark, they'll do something with her coming out of school this year. Um, like, they'll definitely do something. Um, and it's like, I feel like it's just like good for both the NBA and the WNBA. Yeah, I think especially for the WNBA, like yeah. female sports don't get as much attention or media coverage or respect yeah. by any means. I think it was really awesome. I mean, she shot from the men's three-point line yeah. and only lost by three points. It was 26 to 29 yeah. against Steph Curry. I mean, like, she was, like, impressive. I actually think she hustled him a little because if you watch their warm-ups... She really didn't hit much, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> she was the contest starts. She just drains the entire first round. Yeah, uh, so she she would have tied the actual three point contest, right? Like she would have like been right there. Yeah, she was really really good. So, yeah, I mean that's like I don't know how much further exactly the women's line is from the the men's line, but I mean that's like a deep three for WNBA. That's like out there. <laughs> And she was, like, draining them no problem. Yeah, she was great. Um, all right, well, I feel like we have a couple more minutes here that we can go. And I think you should talk about your new sport. Oh, this is a sports podcast, huh? This is a sports podcast. You're a sports guy. And Let's you talk were... <laughs> about, actually, really quick. Me and Jake have been getting in a fight for, like, probably the past, like, five years. No, how long have we lived together? I don't know, like four years, where Jake yeah. has, I call it his sporting's good store, that he has been, I mean, living in an apartment, small closets, don't, don't have that much space. So he has a basketball, a tennis racket, golf clubs, basketball shoes, cleats, a baseball glove. And a baseball. And a baseball that takes up full of space. What else is in that bag? Um, I have three tennis balls, a little, like, ball, tennis ball sleeve. I gotta have something else in there. Apparently you said you have winter gloves in there, I'm not sure why. I definitely have winter gloves in there. Yeah. And so, I think I have football gloves in there. Yeah, you definitely do. And yeah. you have, like, pennies. I have a couple pennies. 
So this is his like sporting goods. It's a bag that like is exploding because there's so much stuff in it. And he has been keeping it in the trunk of my small car. It's for, been out of there for a while. For like years, he kept it in there. And I, whenever we would travel and need to put stuff in the trunk of the car, there's no room because all these sporting goods and like you don't use them. Like whenever you go play basketball, someone else has a basketball. You don't really play tennis anymore, but you always wanted the option. I've never seen you play football. Baseball, never. I mean, you have to have a baseball glove. I know, but like, (laughs) (laughs) so finally after years and years, I got him to take the sporting goods store out of the trunk of my car. And it's now in my parents' basement in Connecticut. Just rotting away in despair (laughs) without me. Actually, I do. So I have my tennis racket and my cleats in the closet. And your just in case, you never know when you might need the cleats. Your golf clubs are not here. No, it's in 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 the summer. I keep them here or your trunk. Or my trunk. Yeah, depending if if it's like I know I'm not going to be golfing for a couple weeks, I'll put them in the. And like nothing pisses me off more. The golf gets stinky. Gets me going when you leave your wet golf shoes in my car, (laughs) and then on a Monday morning I go to get in my car to drive to work. And it reeks. I mean, it is like a pungent smell. It's like yeah. wet, stinky grass. You know what also pisses me off, though? When you drive to basketball, and then, like, you drive my car back, and, like, you ha- like I can just, like, feel your sweaty, sticky, clammy hands on my steering wheel the next day. Like, you need to wash your hands. And, like, I'm thinking about all the people that touch that basketball, and then you're touching my steering wheel. And I do it. You leave, like, a residue on my steering wheel. Do I really? Yeah, it's nasty. Oh, I'm a stinky Do man. I really? You're disgusting. I get really sweaty. I'm an athlete. You're an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> You're an athlete too. You getting stinky and sweaty doesn't classify you as an athlete. Well, your car etiquette has improved. Yeah, I don't. I don't sneeze onto the windshield anymore. <laughs> That's disgusting. We, we could spare the listeners that story. Um, Jake used to when he was driving, take his hands the off the wheel, so he would sneeze. And all of the sneeze spray would go on the windshield. I mean, it's just disgusting. Who even sprays that much when they sneeze? I'm keeping my eyes on the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, if only you were a better driver, it could justify that statement. But you actually suck at driving. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, where really the only time we, we will fight is if we're driving. Yeah. I mean, in recent weeks, there's been a couple other fights, yeah, but yeah. mostly it's just when we drive. Yeah, the usual fights are just in the Because car. I'm a control freak. And I'm a good driver. You're not a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> you're a better backer-upper than me. I'm a good parker. In reverse and in parallel parking, I'm you're a, a better driver. I'm very, I'm, I'm a skilled parker. Very driving skilled. is a sport. And if we could combine your skill of backing up and parking with my skill of driving forward, we would be perfect. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll, we'll agree with that. But where this was starting was my new sport. Oh, right. So we have now added a new equipment to the sporting goods store that Jake owns. Let's just say you will catch me at the X Games very soon. And so I took Jake skiing for the first time ever. And it's really, I give you a lot of credit because I do think it's difficult to pick up a a new sport when you're in your late 20s. Like I said, I'm an athlete. Yeah. So (laughs) I took him to a small mountain in uh, New York when we were home for uh, President's Day weekend called Thunder Ridge. It's like a super small beginner mountain. And we started on the bunny hill. And like, (laughs) this is like a small bunny hill. Like, 
30 feet. Took a little magic carpet up the bunny hill. Bunch of three-year-olds. Yeah, me. bunch of little kids <laughs> and Jake. And, I mean, like, I guess I'm used to, like, skiing in, like, larger mountains, like, being in the elements. And so I made him put on, like, like a long sleeve, a spider sweater, his winter jacket, a gator, his helmet for safety, of course. I had, like... Leggings, snow pants, <laughs> full like ski socks up to my knees. So, I was bundled up. See, bundled you up. were bundled. So it was cold, but it wasn't like yeah, yeah. So like like five runs down the bunny hill up the magic carpet. Like I look at Jake and he is dripping sweat, <laughs> like dripping sweat. He takes off his helmet. He's soaking wet. And like <laughs> I think you were doing like everything in your power to like stand on these skis. Oh, I mean I was skis, I was like, hot to begin with, and then I was working hard because I had no idea what I was doing. I was like pizzing so hard, like. In like a deep like squat, like flexing my quads and my glutes, like I was I was working out there. And meanwhile, I'm like bent over laughing. Like the first time you fell and you couldn't get up. Yeah, like, and it was I, like I would try I, so hard to get up. Like that took like a lot of energy to get up. I couldn't help you. It was so <laughs> funny. But like, okay, so then my biggest like worry, like you were doing okay on the bunny hill. You couldn't turn, but you could kind of stop. All I needed you to be able to do was stop. I could slow down. I couldn't even really like fully stop, but I could like get to like a half mile per hour but i couldn't stop for some reason we couldn't like get very far in our training on this small bunny yeah, it was too small. so we had to go to the chairlift which was very frightening and jake has gone down a rabbit hole on instagram of watching people like flying off chairlifts hanging from one <laughs> ski from a chairlift well we've been like, talking about like we gotta like teach you how to ski you gotta teach you how to ski so i think it's my phone's been hearing the word ski over the past couple of weeks, and all I've been seeing on Instagram is like ski crashes, like these horrific, <laughs> crazy like things you never see. So, you we get you in the line for the chairlift. I'm explaining. I'm like walking him through step by step. Like we're gonna go up. We're gonna like stop, and then you're gonna push forward to the yellow line, and then stop. And, and then, like, I do not know how to ski at this point either. <laughs> like I haven't had a lesson. I've I've skied for an hour. We did like an hour of like. I it was an hour. It was less than an hour, and you were just like, we're going to the chairlift. I was like, I don't know, I'm either sitting here by myself or I'm following you, so I'm following you. So he, like, pushes up to, like, the little gate where, like, you would be the next person in line to get on a chairlift for those who have been they on have, a like, chairlift those poles. before. And Jake, like, he he can't, like, stop his skis. He's wrapped himself up, like, hugging the little, like, gates on each side of like, him. put my arm around Putting his arms around them. <laughs> he looks so discombobulated. I mean, it was ridiculous. But you, you, you pushed forward. You, I told you, put both your poles in one hand, yeah. and you got on the chairlift. I think I fell back and kind of just like kind of whacked you in the butt, but yeah. you did it. You got on the chairlift. Yeah. And then the second we got on the chairlift, I was like, "Hold on to your poles, like do not drop anything off the chairlift, because you could, you would be the person to drop your gloves on the yeah, chairlift." Yeah. You were getting like a little confident later on in the day, and you said you wanted to drink some water from your jacket. Yeah. Like you had a bottle of water you in your jacket. Like, I said, let's just wait till you get to the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so when we were finally on the chairlift, like all good and dandy, but then I didn't want him to see, I was starting to get nervous of how I was going to get him off the chairlift because getting on is the easy part. <laughs> it's the down. getting off. Yeah. You just sit down. Yeah. It's the getting off. So I explained like, keep your tips up yeah. and then essentially it does just kind of stand you up and you it uh it it smacked me in the butt a couple times, but that was fine. It gave me a little nudge and got me on. Getting off, the... it smacked you in the butt. Yeah, like I'd stand up and then just like 
You wouldn't stand. go. I wouldn't go, and you then it would, go. like, kind of hit me in the butt and kind of nudge me. And then yeah. I would, like, lean forward and I would go a little bit. But yeah. It's a work in progress. <laughs> so I couldn't teach him how to turn. Like, especially, you couldn't turn left. I could turn left. I couldn't. Once I was going left, I couldn't, couldn't get back right. I couldn't get back right. So I, I spent a lot of time in the uh, the left shoulder of the road, if you will. Yes, yeah, stuck in like the un, un- <laughs> the fluffy, ungroomed like pit on the side of the trail. <laughs> and you can imagine me like giving him both my poles, like trying to pull him up. I mean, it was it was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, it was. I was in near panic, and then this this was before <laughs> my lesson too. So like this was. We did a couple green trails. Again, I could get down. Like, I was starting to get the hang of it a little bit. I was basically just snow plowing my way down the the mountain on, like, one this one green trail. And then maybe, like, the third time, Christy goes right on this one little – it says a green trail. So I'm like, all right, I'm following Christy. And it's, like, a steep – I don't know how this is green. I guess it's just, like, one steep drop and then, like, it's flat. But I, like, just follow her like it's nothing. And, again, this is, like, the morning. I've been skiing for three hours of my life, like, the first three hours. It is, like, a straight down drop. I literally just tumble, tumble. I thought I I, – I don't know how many tumbles I did, but I fell right down this mountain. <laughs> it almost ended in a pond. <coughs> it was pretty funny. That was probably was my at, worst fall. That was your worst fall of the day, and that was the only fall I was, like, a little nervous. Like, I saw you tumbling skis up in the air. My elbow's like, definitely still bruised a little bit, but it I'm doesn't hurt. I'm not worried about your elbow. No. I was worried about your knees or, like, something. But you were – it was fine. You were fine. Yeah, it was fine. But I think, like, shortly after that, I skied to the bottom and went to the ski school and signed you up for a lesson. Yeah. Which was hugely helpful. Like, yeah. I think any first-time skier – like, get on the skis in the morning, get comfortable, but take a lesson because it's really difficult to teach someone how to ski if you never have before. Yeah, and you were saying it too, like, some of the things the instructor, well, that's another story too. So the instructor, we get up to the, the ski school, this is at 12, so, you know, skied the, the morning, got, like, a little comfortable with my feet on skis, still couldn't really, like, ski though, I was just plowing down. So we hand the guy who's, like, calling all the instructors over our ticket for the lesson, and he calls over this girl. Her name was Ella. Yeah. And he says, like, okay, uh, Jacob. You're with Ella. You're with and Ella. And he looks up at me, and he's like, oh, you're Jacob? 27? This lesson's for you? <laughs> yeah. Ella, you've taught an adult before. All right, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You had fun. Yeah, it was good. She was fine. She was, like, super quiet. Like, she was, like, a high school girl. Like, uh, she was definitely, like, super awkward and, like, super quiet. But she was, like, how did I get stuck with this kid? I was trying to teach kids. Yeah, but it was fine. She was really helpful. Like, she told me things that, like, I feel like you never would have, like, been able to, like, verbalize. I don't know. Like, I it was agree. Just, it was just, like, helpful. Um, and I, like, by the end of the day, we, we ate lunch, had some good good lodge food. Was the best part chicken tenders and French fries and, and hot, hot chocolate. chocolate hit the spot. Unfortunately, we didn't get to experience the Waffle Hut, but the next mountain we go to, we will surely yeah. get the waffles. And then did a couple more rounds in the afternoon, and yeah. I was getting the hang of it. Like I wasn't, I was turning and doing parallel turns, not just pizzaing down the mountain. Like I was skiing a little bit. So I think this weekend maybe I will take you to either like Wachusett or like. Butternut. But I don't like two and a half hours from here. It's kind of far. How far is what you said? I think close. And or like Blue Hills is a very small mountain we could maybe go to. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, well, we're gonna find we it. Find so we've gotten else. like rentals now. I think even maybe like a New Hampshire mountain. We're could be committed. Close. Jake is going to learn. We are committing late in the season, which is the only bummer. I wish we started this like in December. Yeah. Um, but we're doing it nonetheless. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's so fun. Just like good to be in nature. Like I'm a big golf fan in the summer, but like I feel like this is like life's equivalent of like you know, golf. like a good outdoor yeah. winter activity to have. Yeah, the winter is long. It's nice to have an activity. Yeah. Plus, now you can get all the cute ski clothes. Yeah, and just get dripped out on the mountain. Dripped. <laughs> um, but yeah, ended the day on on a blue trail and got myself down the mountain. So I think it was a success of a first day. I'm a great teacher. You are. Thank you. You were good. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we will uh, wrap it up here. What do you think? Do you have anything else you wanted to add or talk about? No, I think that's it. Celtics are back tomorrow. Go green. And, um, yeah, I feel like we kind of covered the gamut tonight. Yeah. We'll see you next week, maybe with another skiing update. And uh, I did want to talk about the sport of dog walking, but we'll save it for next week. Oh, dog walking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, have a good night. Bye. Bye.